The following is a presentation of the Boston Podcast Network. Podcasting is a great way for professionals to tell their story. Find out how you can get started at pod617.com. Are you ready? It's From the Pod 617 Studios in Westwood, Massachusetts, it's the Boston Podcast with David Yaz and a rotating cast of characters from Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network. This is our f***ing What's up, everybody? Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, all the ships at sea, lovers, muggers, thieves, all y'all out there, thanks for joining us on the Boston Podcast. Yes, it is the Boston Podcast. It is audaciously named and appropriately named with the only podcast called the Boston Podcast. So if you dig the city of Boston, if you love the city of Boston, then you came to the right place. Thanks for sharing this podcast, by the way. We were over uh, 70,000 downloads for this show. And you people are wonderful, and you have too much time on your hands. But I love it. Thank you so much. Um, go to pod617.com for more information on what we do here in our Westwood studios. You want to shoot me an email? Shoot. Hell, what the heck? Oh, yeah, you can swear on podcast. Send me an email, david at pod617.com. Also, if you're interested in your own podcast, um, lots of buttons there to get in touch with us and samples of our shows. And you could be the next big podcast star sitting here in these palatial Westwood studios and getting started. Well, it's a sad day in Boston. We said goodbye to Mookie. <laughs> Don't want to cry, but it's sad, people, and people are freaking out. And lucky for me, uh, I have a budding sports broadcaster here in the studio. He is the host of not one, but two cable TV shows. One of them is called Beyond the Game. The other one's called The One-Two Punch. He is Danny Kramer. He is in the studio. <laughs> That's enough, I think. How you feeling, Danny? I'm good, David. How are you? Now, be a real broadcaster. Pull that mic right in close. You almost want to. You want to get pretty pretty familiar with that mic. Right. The mic is your friend, as you know. You've been um, doing this cable TV show f- since you were uh, like seventh grade. Seventh grade. Yeah. Okay. So that makes you. How old were you in seventh grade? Let's see. Math. Uh, a young lad. Like Thirteen or fourteen. Uh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> it's on. Uh, uh, he's a sophomore at Sharon uh, High School, and I got to know Danny a little bit. He and uh, his mom is wicked cool. We went to summer camp together. She's here in the studio, but she's promised to remain quiet. Right, Lisa? You could? She's just, oh my God, I've never seen her this quiet before. <laughs> Since you were, did we figure out how old you were when yeah, you started? 13. 13. Okay. Let's just say his voice hadn't changed because we found some archival footage of the one-two punch. This is, listen to this. This is Danny and his buddy nate opening the show way back when hey guys this is the one two punch with danny and nate we got a big lineup for you today it's all about the new england patriots we've got brady's contract the super bowl comeback and what is next but we're going to start off with that contract nate what do you think about this <laughs> uh, so good. brady is playing very well probably the best in his entire career but i think in my personal opinion he's getting older and his age will catch up to him and that's going to limit him to three seasons Three seasons. Bro, you're crazy. This is, in my opinion, the peak of his career, right? The peak. And so he's got it, you know, five years. Nothing more, nothing less. Or maybe a little less. I'd say at least five years, though. Wow. Because if you look at this guy. I'd say you were on the nose on that one. You got to show that off, I Danny. Mean, that was like three years ago. Right. So. And, and so that was after the Super Bowl we won against Atlanta. Yep. And so then Brady took 
the Pats back to the Super Bowl the following year. Lost, of course, but then came back again and won and then led his team into the playoffs this year, which wasn't such a great year. But uh, I'd say you were pretty prescient. Nate was out of his out of his mind. So um, what do you think of when you look at look back at that? Is it funny or what? I mean, it's pretty funny. I mean, I still I still can't believe that, like, I had the opportunity to even do that when yeah. I was 13. But yep. I, at that time, I thought like thirteen, like was such like an old age too. And now looking back, <laughs> looking back at myself there, it looks right. like so so young. Even like you know, like you said, like voices changing and stuff. Right. Yeah. Well, since we're of the same uh, tribe, we are supposed to be men when we turn thirteen, right? When you got <laughs> right. bar mitzvahed, and it's always, it's always the funniest joke of the day when you know you co- come up to the the kid who's who's. To grown-ups, he's coming up barely to their waist, and you say, you're a man today. Like, thank you, thank you. Can I have my $100 savings bond now, please? What inspired you to do it? You just, have you, obviously you're a huge sports nut, and in addition to following all the Boston sports, you you play uh, you play some golf and you play some hoops. Yeah. Um, why broadcasting? What, what do you like about it? It struck me at around that age that I wasn't going to be a professional basketball player. <laughs> and so, so yeah. Uh, I've always been a pretty good English student and Mm -hmm. I thought to myself, what can I do in my life that I can still like focus on sports Mm -hmm. like all the time. Mm -hmm. And every morning before school, I would sit on my couch and I'd watch sports center. And one day it struck me and I was like, you know what? I want to do that. Like, you know, why can't I do that? So, uh, my parents helped me reach out and we found out about, uh, sharing community television and, uh, walked in there and they offered me just like a multi-year contract yeah multi-year contract (laughs) but just kind of out of the blue the opportunity to do a tv show and i was walking in there thinking i would you know do some camera work right for fetch uh, coffee for the hosts uh, or whatever right basketball team or something yeah and so i jumped at that and that's how that ended up there that's great that's great sharon uh tv so it's uh by the way if you want to check out some of the past episodes of of danny's shows it's sharon tv.com Good. That's that's the website, right? Did yeah, we say right. that? Yeah. Yeah. Um, which uh, good for you, Sharon, Massachusetts, for grabbing that URL. I bet there are a lot of others that would would like that. But Sharon, the hub of media activity, I guess. And um, so, I mean, it's just it's just wonderful, and it's it's you know, cable, basic cable is. I mean, basic cable, community cable is really kind of the great equalizer and so you could have like people coming on before you talking about like i've been on the show about money and, and real estate yeah. um uh roberta's half hour show i should give her a shout out but but um and then you had me me on the show after your voice changed yeah, you had me on the game. show and we took we took uh, beyond the game your other your other show and we talked about podcasting and stuff like that right. um podcasting you're gonna get into podcasting have you already dabbled or or not, uh, not I, I haven't this is my well, well get besides on the, the kid. tell nowhere podcast right uh is my first one Right. You did appear on the Camp Tell Noah podcast, also on uh, pod617.com. Always be selling. All right. So we, we have to, I know you're not a huge baseball guy, sure. but, but that's okay because it, it's also, I want to ask you about why, because the, there's this theory that baseball has lot, is losing an entire generation. And I, and I happen to agree because the game has gotten dreadfully boring. But we lost. But you, you, you've been to Fenway Park. Yeah. You, you, okay. You're you're a fan of the Sox. I used to go all the time with my uh, with my grandfather and dad and everyone when I was younger. Yeah. Yeah. So now, when you heard the news that Mookie had been traded, you probably heard last night. When did we all find out? Yeah. Like last, last night, night sometime. Yeah. yeah. And were you kind of like were you bummed or you're like nah, whatever? Uh, I personally, I was kind of like eh, whatever. But I texted all my friends and they were freaking out. And yep. uh, 
you know, they were all texting about how, like, how could we let him go? Like, top five baseball player in the league. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's a big deal. Yeah. And in this case, all those people complaining, I, I think they're right. I mean, there were reasons. This is where it gets to be a real bummer when the, the team can't even really explain what, like, you can talk to me about the luxury tax, and I kind of, I don't really want to hear about that. I want to know why you're getting rid of our best player. This lovable guy. His name's Mookie. Yeah. I mean, could you be more lovable? And, um, I mean, you used to like the, did, did you like his game? Did What did you like yeah, about him? Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, fast, like, hits the ball well. Like, he's exciting. And, like, you know, that's sometimes what you miss in baseball, the, mm-hmm. that excitement, long games. Is that why you, you, you don't gravitate towards baseball? Just because it's slow or, or what? Kind of kind of that it's slow. Mm-hmm. Um, it's just I can't really focus that much when I'm watching it. Like, I need mm-hmm. something more exciting and fast-paced, I think. Yeah, which is why you have your, your you're on your device. If, if I mean, right. my, I mean that you do that anyway. I assume because that's my son is like I'll, I'll ask him. Yeah, let's watch a movie together. I put the movie on and he's on his phone or his tablet. And I'm like, are you paying attention? He goes, he's like, yeah, the bank robber is actually not from Spain. He's actually from Argentina, and he tells me all the facts. And I'm like, I guess you are paying attention. He's yeah. doing two thi- two things at once. But it's to me, baseball is it's just it's really become clear to me. I was brought up in baseball. My dad was an old Brooklyn Dodgers fan. I played Little League and everything. Um, was never that great at it, but always loved following it. You know, the the Red Sox of the 70s and my name is Yaz, so I like the player they call Yaz yeah. and all that. But but it might have even occurred to me first when my son, my younger son started playing baseball and so third grade and fourth grade and I'm trying to coach him and, and I'm enjoying it, but it, man, dreadfully slow, dreadfully boring. Did you right. play Little League baseball? Uh, yeah, and yeah. and good memories of that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. For the coaches, it's just oh god. I mean, especially yeah. when they're real little. You know, you, you, half of them can't even hit the ball, and so it's dreadfully slow. And it's and let's face it, you know, it's the old joke. You put the the kid who stinks, you put him in right field because the ball's never going to hit out there, and it really never does. And then, you, you know, you're just you're lonely out there. Yeah. How do you feel about players celebrating? Because that's become a thing in baseball, like the bat flips and. I think, the, I think you need it. Yeah. Right. Like in all the other sports you get these egos that just make the game more exciting Mm -hmm. without that it's just kind of bland so all the bathlets and stuff like you get the you get all the notifications and everything about all these cool things players are doing and all Mm -hmm. of a sudden you're entertained so you like the like the touchdown celebrations to cross over okay Did, did you have a memory of one that was like your favorite uh, I mean, even in the Super Bowl, like just all whenever the defenders get an interception or something, and yep. they take like the group photo. Yeah, like, you, yeah. It, you like that? It yeah. didn't serve the 49ers so well, though, yeah, did it? No. <laughs> little, little too soon. <laughs> there should be, see, I think there should be rules. There should be rules. Like the, it has to, I think, I don't think, it, well, you don't want more rules because more rules are terrible. But but generally speaking, it's it should be a gentleman's rule that I think you need to pick six. Before yeah. you, did you, can we agree, agree on that? that? Yeah, it's okay. a touchdown celebration. Yeah, yeah, because what inevitably happens is a team will get an interception, they'll return it like two yards, they'll get tackled, and they're still like at midfield, and they go and they pose, and they make a big deal out of this thing, and it, it seems to take a long time. I guess it doesn't take that long, but, and then, um, then the, the team goes three and out, the ball's back, <laughs> and the interception didn't really mean that much. And so, come on, people, bad luck, 49ers. I'm sorry. Uh, were you rooting for either side in the no, Super Bowl? not really. It was yeah. actually kind of, uh, I sound spoiled when I say this, but yep. nice to just watch the game yeah. and have fun watching it. 
friends and I were like doing small bets on like what color the Gatorade was going to be when they dumped <laughs> it on the coach's head, like yep. over under on the national anthem. So just kind of relax <laughs> for once. You can really bet on the color of the Gatorade, yeah. right? And what and like I don't what was was one of them was like the favorite was like green the yeah, favorite. I think the favorite was uh, was purple actually. Okay, yeah, a lot of weird. action on purple. See, I have a problem with this, and I need to get. Um, you know the Skellies from Sharon? Yeah. Does that name ring a bell? So yeah. Steve Skelly was on my podcast. He's a professional gambler. I saw him the other day. His son was playing my son in uh, rec basketball in the Sharon Middle School, and my son's team lost. And I came up to him and I said, uh, "I don't care. I had uh, you know I had the green team plus eight. You know, and he just kind of laughed. But I want to ask him the Gatorade." Is something that it it you could that can be fixed, right? Like right. like the dude who like takes all the the sugar packets and dumps them in that Gatorade thing and mixes it up. He knows what color it's yeah. going to be like <laughs> right. way before way before the game starts. Why doesn't he just tell you know his sister Sally right. who lives out there in Nevada? Yeah, that's got to happen, <laughs> right? right? Yeah. yeah. Brady, what's your thoughts? We already know the thoughts of the young prepubescent Danny Kramer who said he was going to play for five more years and I think you've got maybe one more year before your prediction is 100% true you think he's coming back I, I honestly don't know mm -hmm. I mean Brady loves the drama like this like he's just leaving little tidbits everywhere he had the Hulu commercial yeah uh, during the Super Bowl I I like to think he's coming back I mean right we, we were gonna offer him like 30 plus million dollars yep. he told us to uh to save that money and use it on offensive weapons. So I guess it depends what Bill decides to do with the money they have. Yeah, and it's the Hulu ad, I gotta say, annoyed me a little bit. Here, we'll play the audio of they it. They say all good things must come to an end. So to my teammates, my family, and my fans, you deserve to hear this from me. Hulu doesn't just have live sports. Ah, you lost me. According to the script they just gave me, Hulu also has your favorite cable channels plus the great. You know what? I don't even want to hear the rest. That, 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 I mean, the problem with that one was, to me anyway, it wasn't clever. I don't, a lot of people liked it. Did, yeah. did, did you like it? I mean, I was sitting there and I was like, there's no, I mean, it'd be such a Brady thing to do it over the Super Bowl and just yeah. steal all the spotlight. But my friends were like, you really fell for that. I was like, I don't know. Yeah. Like, I, well, I, I, I kept thinking when he posted the Instagram thing, it was one of two things. It, one, a lot of people said it was a tribute to Kobe because it was a very similar picture of Kobe like walking out of a stadium. selfish if it was that. You think? I mean, Maybe. he didn't even include Kobe in the picture or the comment. Well, right. Well, right. Selfish or, or, or definitely incomplete, like yeah. unclear. Um, now, I'll say this. Brady, did, we'll get back to the whole, like, what happens to Brady thing, but... If you're going to do an ad, do a clever one, Tom, like you did for Foot Locker years earlier in the wake of the Deflategate scandal. So this this ad aired uh, like a season after the whole Deflategate thing. Now, you're not you're not too young to remember. You remember the Deflategate thing, yeah. right? Okay, yeah. Okay, yeah. Yeah. okay. Most people in New England who are on Brady's side were enraged that, that, first of all, he might not, he probably did nothing wrong. And second of all, even if he did, it wasn't a big deal. And the NFL just came down with ridiculous impunity. And Brady never, if you remember, he never really, all he said publicly was, I think I followed the rules. And he walked off and then he never said another word because the whole thing was the subject of this huge, ridiculous formal investigation. So, but then, this foot, not everybody has seen this ad, but this Foot Locker ad comes out. Brought it again for the fifth year. How is it possible it keeps getting better even after all these years? Kind of makes you wonder what Foot Locker is up to. You know, 
That's an unfortunate mindset you got there. Tom Brady. Just because something's great year after year doesn't mean anything's going on. Why can't some things just be great? Just a question. It starts with questions, and then questions turn into assumptions, and then assumptions turn into vacations. So why would you punish the week of greatness for something that never even happened? It's hard to see Tommy in another jersey, though. Like, would, would that break your heart a little bit? Just just a little bit. I mean, he's he's so close to the end of his career. Yeah. Because like, it just naturally, like, he's, like, 41, 42 now. Mm-hmm. So he's only got a couple more years left. And I think that, you know, he hasn't hit free agency before. And now right. he wants that big contract because it's probably his last contract. Would Brady be your ultimate interview? Would you like yeah, to interview Brady? I, yeah. <laughs> okay, so his practice... I'll be Tom Brady, okay, and you're Danny. All right, All right, so I know you're not prepared for this, so don't worry. <laughs> if it goes flat, we can always delete it. It's a podcast. We now go to the ESPN studios in Bristol, Connecticut, where our crack reporter, Danny Kramer, is interviewing NFL legend and New England Patriot for life, Tom Brady. Hey, Danny, uh, it's great to be here, man. You're looking good, particularly pliable today. What do you want to talk about? Uh, Tommy, I just want to talk about your thought process when you decided to stay in New England, that <laughs> agency in uh, 2020. Yeah, you know, um, thought about it, uh, you know, me and Giselle and the boys and, you know, Mr. Kraft, Bill, everyone's been just so supportive over the years. And this is my home. It's my second home now. And also, I don't know if you know, but I have a chain of these TB12 nutrition nutrition and fitness uh, centers. And I encourage you to check those out, Danny. Not that you need it necessarily, but they're excellent. Yeah, I know, Tom. So you're still playing at, what is it, 55 now? Right. <laughs> right. Well, you know, um, I don't have a timetable as to when I'm going to quit. So, yeah, 55, but I feel good. You know, I, I've always said, you know, uh, um, I, and I don't like to swear, Danny, but um, I'll, I'll stop playing when I suck, you know, and I don't and, and I don't think I suck yet, you know, um, you know, and um, if you know, I, I got that offer last year from San Francisco to uh, replace Jimmy Garoppolo when he retired. And um, I just decided, you know, I'm going to stay a Patriot. What else can I tell you about? One more. Ask one more. Oh, uh, yeah. All right. Uh, well, Tom, so I know it might be hard to remember, but uh, what did you think about your past teammate Gronkowski in the locker room? Yeah. Oh, well, you know, Gronk's Gronk. He's always going to be Gronk and always Gronking out and everything. But people don't realize he's he's an intelligent uh, guy. And after he retired, that stretch he did in the federal penitentiary for, um, you know, um, exposing himself on, on um, a Carnival Cruise Line, that was really overblown. Um, and uh, I did enjoy his later career as a professional wrestler and... Um, and of course, uh, when he was a recurring character on the TV show The Bachelor, I enjoyed that as well. Great guy to have, and one of the best teammates I ever, I ever, um, I ever have been around. Thank, excellent question. Thank you, Danny. How do we do? Uh, I think. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it's it, interviewing is is not as easy as it looks. You know this, right? <laughs> so when you interview someone on your show. Is it pure preparation? Is it just flying by the seat of your pants? Is it some of both for you or what? It's a little bit of both. I mean, I kind of, I do some background research and I kind of just have a bunch of bullet points ready, Mm -hmm. like by like category. And then kind of just have the like show rules. Like that's kind of like, I just kind of pick up points from there. And Mm -hmm. I have some pretty good background knowledge on all the different teams. Mm -hmm. Um, So kind of just apply that, you know, as the show naturally flows. It has any guest ever sort of let you, you don't have to name names, but kind of 
let you down or disappointed you because they're just not giving you anything? Not really. I mean, I'm kind of just select a guest that I think like can give me like a pretty good show just mm-hmm. cause like I, I'm still trying to learn how to like, or build on like one-on-one interviews. Mm-hmm. Usually be uh, like in seventh grade, like it was just me and my friend talking about sports, which is pretty, you know, it comes pretty naturally to me. Yeah. Um, but this is like a whole different thing. You know, I've had only like uh, a couple of guests on beyond the game so far. One was like John Shockett from, he's uh head coach of the uh, Sharon lacrosse uh, boys lacrosse team. Right. And the other one was Al Lipsky um, from children's sports club. Yeah. And you know, those were like I told you, and of course I've had you on the show, but mm-hmm. Uh, like I said, like all you guys were pretty good guests because I was able to, uh, you know, pick up points and you kind of helped me, uh, keep the conversation going. But like you said, like, you know, sometimes I had points written down and I was like, all right, like, you know, can't really fit that in there. You just got to go with the conversation. Mm-hmm. And so I think it was a good, uh, good, like learning point there. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously now with the podcast, you know, it's kind of without cameras in the face and everything, it's kind of the same thing. Yeah, stick to podcast, kid. You, you you don't have to brush your hair. Is the, is the thing you, you can you know you can show up in your pajamas if you if you want to, um, but uh, yeah, but exactly right. And so so is this officially your your dream job? Like ESPN? Like what? Like what do you what do you picture? Do you want to be calling games? Do you want to be doing the the interview stuff, or what do you want? I'd to love do? to be like kind of like an like a sports anchor, like get like mm-hmm. on one of those like talk shows, like almost like what I have on uh, sharing community television, mm-hmm. and kind of just like bring that to like the next level, like whether it's like one of those major ones on like ESPN or all those things, like that's like kind of the dream. Just for kicks and giggles, we're gonna play an example of what Danny Kramer will not become. This was a kid, and and if you're if you've uh, you know familiar with vi- viral videos, you may have seen it, but it's always fun going back and listening. To the, we'll just listen to it a little bit. This kid, uh, I guess this was college, a college uh, cable TV show, and he's doing the sports, and he's got his catchphrases ready to go, and then it all goes terribly, terribly awry. Hello, everyone. Well, the Ball State softball team continued to play this weekend, and. They were hoping to continue off of their straight three out of four losses. And so we'll take a look and see how that happened. <laughs> they started off good, but then eventually but the Ball State women's, be- women's team shot down and ended up doing poorly. <laughs> oh, no. So he's ta- there's a slide up, and he's, he's talking, about the, on he's talking about the wrong score. And the ladies' Cardinals will play an Iowa tournament starting this Friday. And that was before the Ball State baseball team kicks off its conference season this we- this weekend. The Cards will battle in in-state rival Indiana tomorrow. Tomorrow's game will be the meeting between the two, beating both. First, <laughs> he is nowhere. He's nowhere, and we're seeing footage of this baseball game, which he has no idea what happened. He's shuffling papers, and then we don't have to listen to the whole thing. Eventually. He he tries to spice. Are on the four on. Oh, he's back. Okay. On the year, and they have won six of its last seven games. Tomorrow <laughs> will be the game three at three p.m. He cut nothing right. Which, except switching maybe to the Ball time State of that men's game. tennis, it seems last. <laughs> oh God! I can't. Yeah, I can't watch and anymore. And they were hoping to continue off. I can't watch anymore. Yeah. <laughs> And eventually he does a basketball highlight and tries to say, boom, goes the dynamite. And he says, he says it at the wrong time. And it's like, oh, God. So, yeah, this was a skit on Saturday Night Live. Ray Romano was the host. And Ray Romano in the sketch is like the new anchor at SportsCenter. And we have Tim Meadows playing Stuart Scott, the late Stuart Scott. He died, right? Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Stuart Scott. But anyway, here we go. Hey, welcome to SportsCenter. I'm Stuart Scott. 
And alongside me is new coming to the program, Chet Harper. Hey, hey, how you doing, Stuart? <laughs> All right. Hey, Chet's more excited than Dennis Rodman at a Clinique sale. <laughs> Booyah! Got your partner. <laughs> well, the Lakers and Sonics at the Forum, two of the favorites in 99. So who's it going to be in Y2K? Well, Shaq weighed in with his opinion. Booyah! 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 That's right. Shaq Daddy for 37 points. He sends an invitation to the finals party and it says, BYOB, bring your own booyah. <laughs> the Lakers destroy the Sonics 114-82. Chet. Thank you, Stuart. Latest talk is that David Robertson is over the hill. But in my book, you gotta get to White Castle before the weirdos show up. <laughs> Tonight at the Alamo Dome. No one knows what that is. He means. gets happy go Jackie on the big white guy like a donkey eating a waffle. <laughs> Sweet sassy molassy. Get out the checkbook and pay grandma for the rub down as the Spurs beat the Heat 86-79. Stewart. <laughs> so Stewart's course, just staring at him. We'll do a little bit more of this as well. The New Jersey Nets may be the team of the future, but tonight against the Knicks, they were the team of, right about now, the Funk Soul Brother Booyah! Jason Williams with 22 rebounds as the Nets win. Chet. Yeah, in action late last night, Sonics versus Utah. John Stockton says, hey, look at me, I'm a little teapot, I'll run right up your dress. <laughs> but then Olden Polony says, I'm not going to pay a lot for this muffler. But then Carl Malone says, sweet sassy molassie, you are going to pay a lot. <laughs> and the cost is going to be prohibitive. Jazz win, 99-93, stewpot. <laughs> so he's just shocked. And then he gets like one last shot. 500 mark. Yes, they do, but Penguin goalie Peter Scudra says, Hey, try not to shoot that puck up my pooper. <laughs> yeah, but check out this guy, this guy on the Bruins. He says, I'll shoot the puck anywhere I want. And if that happens to be in your pooper, so be it. <laughs> Stumanji. We'll be right back. They go to a break and um, Ray Romano gets yelled at. We'll be back in a minute 30, guys. And then uh, there's one last yeah, bit. Yeah, man, what are you doing there? He shoots, he scores, and he celebrates like a slave who made it to the north. <laughs> man, that you better man. watch what you're saying, man. You better watch what you're saying. Hi, everybody. I'm Chami DePerel. Let me take a minute to tell you about the Boston Podcast Network. How would you like your own podcast? The Boston Podcast Network can produce one for you. Whether you're a lawyer, financial advisor, business owner, or really any kind of professional, you should have your voice heard through this exciting new medium. A good podcast is more powerful than traditional advertising. If a prospective client hears your podcast through their earbuds, you're already in their head. Literally, pod617.com will help you deliver a message and build relationships. Clients and centers of influence will delight in being a guest on your show. Go to pod617.com to start planning. And in the meantime, listen to the great shows they've already produced. The Irreverent Bitchless Bride Podcast. The hilarious show known as Shawshanked. And the wild trip through the paranormal that is Monsterland. Be part of the pod revolution. Visit pod617.com. In pod, we trust. So you played hoops. You played as, as a freshman. Yeah. 
and going to continue with that or decide not to or what, so, what went on there? Yeah, I decided uh, I'd rather just play basketball for fun. So right. I played rec basketball, but that meant I wasn't going to try out for the uh, junior varsity team. Mm -hmm. And the head coach, uh, Coach Ferguson, came up to me and uh, uh, told me that he figured out that I wasn't going to try out and asked me if I'd like to be a uh, student assistant coach for the team. Yeah. So uh, I do the stats for them and I help them uh, film their practices and stuff like that. And it's a pretty cool opportunity. That's excellent. And yeah. you've, you've actually filmed some of the varsity um, hoop games. Yeah, as a freshman, um, I with the job at Sharing Community Television, right. uh, I was able to film. Uh, That's a real job. They pay, they pay you for that yeah, part. Yeah, they do pay They me don't for pay that. you the big bucks for your show yet. No. <laughs> yeah, well. Um, but, but, that, but that's excellent. Do you enjoy coaching? Uh, yeah, 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 I do. Um, it was, I've never, obviously, done it before, so mm -hmm. uh, it was cool to see like what goes on kind of behind the scenes and stuff like that and uh, actually get in on the flip side of things as opposed to the athlete. You're now mm -hmm. the coach. So, If you continue as a counselor at your beloved camp, would you look forward to coaching? Uh, sure. Yeah. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's always, it always seems fun to just kind of uh, coach, you know, go to that tournament. That was where, yeah, that was where I, you know, first coached at, at – the same camp you go to and and we all took it way too seriously you know softball was the big oh, yeah. sport yeah, yeah of yeah. course and and you know and um but there's something really awesome about seeing like these little tiny kids get all fired up right. <laughs> you know and it's like um if you're excited then they're gonna get excited too you know I that's what's a, cool about uh, i had a counselor who said to me you know it because we were all so excited in the uh in the dining hall mm -hmm. um and the counselor goes it's weird to everyone else it's july 23rd into mm -hmm. you guys it's the jewish boys basketball tournament yep. that's right and it's like the most exciting thing yeah also yeah i mean and that's that's one of the great things about coaching at camp and being a counselor at camp is that that's your whole universe so danny as a reminder if people want to catch the show they go to sharontv.com be on the game the one two punch and just remember the name danny kramer because uh, espn here he comes do you have fun today man yeah, I had yeah, a lot of cool. fun there. Um, thanks for listening to the Boston Podcast, home of future broadcast stars and future podcast stars. Could be you. Go to pod617.com for all the information about how you get your own podcast. Share this show if you like it. On behalf of the next Bob Costas or the next Dan Patrick, get a seat ready for him in Bristol, kids, because uh, look out for Danny and check out his TV shows. On behalf of Danny and Lisa his awesome mom, and my awesome friend. My name is Dave. I'm just a guy from Boston. But if you're not from Boston, you must be the other guy. Enjoy the day, everybody. You must be the other guy. Hey, try not to shoot that puck up my pooper. Boston,